Pickaxe. Welcome, friends, to High Rollers Presents The Curse of Strahd, a gothic horror adventure of chills, thrills, and many blood spills. I am your dungeon master, Mark Humes, and the players joining me are as follows. Chris Trott as Jesper the Vistani Bard, Kim Richards as Shadows Beyond the Veil, a tabaxi cleric, Katie Morrison as Rose Venandi, the Human Ranger, Tom Hazel as Xeros Mistan, the Dragonborn Fighter, and Rhiannon Gower as Ziki Mistan, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. Last time on Curse of Strahd, horse hooves clatter against dreary dirt roads as the sun slowly begins to rise on Barovia. But as our travellers make haste towards the town of Valaki, a dark shape begins to loom ahead of them. Thousands of bats take on the form of their vampiric master as Strahd's visage tears towards our heroes in a terrible fury. Escaping the beasts of Strahd, our party find themselves exploring an old mill, discarded and abandoned. Inside, they discover a tragic tale of foul actions beyond the sanity of any living being, and a promise is made to avenge the dead. In the early, overcast light of day, they find a few hours to rest. And I believe that we agreed at the end of last session, you all were taking a long rest. Um, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> you should do that. Um, yeah. And Done. on top of that, let's see, we've got five players. I'm going to roll a d6 and we will go, we'll have Rhiannon as one and then we'll go counterclockwise around to Kim, who will be five. Ah, perfect. So that would be Katie Morrison. Ah, you were the last no. one actually, so we'll skip one. Uh and we'll go with Xeros. Uh you had you oh. had a you had a thing last time. So Xeros, can you make a perception check for me? Um you are Seven. technically sleeping, so let's make it with disadvantage. Oh, cool. Oh <laughs> cool. Well the first one was a twenty one. Next one is a nine, Mark. Next one is a nine. Xeros. You startle awake. Vague memories of a haunting nightmare linger in your mind. A formless shadow pursuing you through the streets of Barovia, blood dripping from long fingernails, each drip as loud as drumbeats in your ears. But your mind comes to, sensing some other threat, you startle awake. The old mill is dim, and only the hazy grey light streaking through dirty windows and narrow cracks in the wood of the broken door let in any light. Everyone else is sleeping, worn out from your long journey. And then you hear it. A slow, rhythmic grinding, scraping against stone and the creak of wood. Sweat runs down your neck. Your hands tighten at the sound, ready to fight. 
then something grabs you from behind. Their strong grip pins your arms against your chest, and they begin smothering you in a white, thick powder that slimily sticks to your skin and coats every scale of your body. You catch glimpses of three women in dresses made of human flesh, manic red eyes cackling as you feel yourself crushed and squeezed into a tight black space. And then you hear the sound of flame and a red-hot glow begins to surround you, baking you alive. Then you wake up, for real, this time. You see the rest of your group beginning to gather themselves for the morning. Okay, I feel like that was way worse than my one. I, I don't like that one. <laughs> oh. oh, that was so cool. Creepy. I mean, you saw your own body, right? <laughs> I, 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 was, I saw myself dying. <laughs> well, you felt yourself oh. being baked alive. Yes. Um. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Sure. Uh, so wait, everyone's up. Yes, yeah, the people seem to be getting ready. Uh, people are making their preparations. You started your long rest basically at dawn, so it's going to be sort of late morning, I guess, um, by the time everybody is fully rested and has recovered themselves, uh, ready to hit the road. Irina and Ismark are still with you. Um, yeah. As you will gather in the very bottom layer of the old mill. The old bone grinder. Oh, damn, it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, so what's yeah. everyone else doing? As Xeros, you see Xeros kind of like, uh, startle awake, you know, having been left to sleep a little while longer. But what's everyone else doing? I think uh, Jesper would be probably struggling <laughs> to uh, sleep in such strange circumstances, so he would have had a uh, probably sleeping in right now, and actually he mm-hmm. manages to get to sleep at this point because he's got a lot on his mind. The Vistani been off and on, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, being rejected by Strad, and you know, Madame Eva dying, and uh, yeah, just pretty mm-hmm. bad things going on. Uh, so he's a little bit rattled, but he's sleeping lightly. You can hear some faint snoring. Uh, mm-hmm. from, well, it's been really like nice. an on-off sleep. Yeah. You know, it, it's the kind of sleep where you feel yourself drifting off and then snap back awake as more things kind of plague your mind. Um, but yeah, you, you see Jesper snoring softly in the corner. What about Shadow? What's Shadow doing, Kim? She will be Kim's back in a moment. Kim's not with us right now. I'm fixing oh, it in she's the not background. Continue. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, what is Rose doing then? Um, I would imagine that she has probably, when she's had some rest, will Mm -hmm. go to the door of the windmill and just sort of keep an eye on just the distant surrounding areas and just be sort of thinking to herself, but just observing. Mm. Okay. Make a perception check for me. Okay. Uh, She's back. Oh my god. Quick update while uh, rolls in. Rose, you scan the road. Um, You don't see anything that would indicate any immediate danger. Uh, The trees rustle in the soft wind. You can see dreary, thick grey clouds cover the sky overhead. Um, The light here is faint at best, um, despite it being morning. And always the mists 
just lingering on the very edges of the forest, seeping into the ground in that uh, mild, you know, in the sort of like uh, misty morning. You know, just these low rolling clouds of mist forming along the hills. Um, but you don't see any sign of movement. Um, not yet. Uh, what is Zeke doing, Rhiannon? Um, I think Zeke probably didn't sleep very well. Um, I imagine she's sitting on the floor, just trying to keep busy. So I imagine she's just sketching furiously, just trying to zone in on some other activity to keep her mind just focused on one thing and not worrying about yeah, so you, previous events. You've got like a like a like a big leather sketchbook or something, and you're just drinking. What what is Zeke drawing? What what things is she drawing in her in the book? I think she's going to try and think back to like the Vistani camp, the energy there, try and draw on some of that positive energy she's experienced and try and sketch something nice. <laughs> and try not to focus too much on the current surroundings. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you try and draw that night around the Vistani camp, around the fire, uh, the colourful Vistani with, with small amounts of coloured pencils. You can kind of give them shades of colour, reds and yellows and oranges, like Jesper wears. Um the flames of the fire itself kind of illuminating and brightening up those colors and then drawing the lake and the horses in the background. Yeah, you busy yourself with that kind of sketch. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, Shadow, what's Shadow doing? Shadow is sitting very still in a corner. <laughs> yeah, just watching. Uh, yeah, I think, to be honest, she's probably actually kind of okay with these surroundings and the fact that they're little ghost children running around. Um, mm. she, she lives in a graveyard in, in the mm-hmm. Feywilds. So yeah, to the dead, the dead don't bother you. Yeah. They don't bother me. Other people bother me. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, you see, yeah, you see Zeke sketching, you see, uh, Rose kind of kept keeping a close eye. Irina and Ismark, um, you can see them pulling out small amounts of just like trail rations, um, that they managed to bring with them from a small leather bag. They they share a water skin between them, um, and they kind of just talk nervously. Um, mainly, you know, Ismark is like, yes, it should take us a few more hours to, to reach Valaki. If, uh, it should be okay. I think we've got some supplies. We can. I brought some of. Uh, I brought some of our money. So if we need to buy more things in in Valaki, we can buy a few days more food, and if if necessary, I can maybe find some work there if, to, to earn some more coin and. Irene is kind of just like, yes, uh, I think that there's a few, there's an inn there that I remember. Uh, perhaps I can get some work there. And they're just kind of communicating is in a very brotherly and sisterly way, um, kind of reassuring each other that everything's going to be okay. Uh, and then Xeros, you, you startle awake from this, this strange, incredibly vivid dream. And it's got that awful sensation of you thought you had already been dreaming and then you've woken up again and there's that are you? St- am I still dreaming? Is this another dream? Like it, yeah, there's that uncertainty second, of, yeah. For a second, that was real. I guess, like, um, so I guess, yeah. As I start awake, like, have I? I guess I've still got the ring, right? You do, do yeah. It's, it's currently in your pocket. Or no, or uh, you need to identify it first. You have to get it identified because at the moment you know it's a magic ring. Same with the dagger. You know it's magical, but until you identify its properties, you can't attune to either of them. Because I was thinking that if I am like pulling myself out of the dream, almost physically pulling myself out, like I reach out, I guess instinctively I would reach out for Zeke, 
but I'm wondering mm-hmm. if the ring would kind of interfere with that in any way in no, uh, instead. No, the, no. The, the ring doesn't interfere your thoughts. It's more that when you are not near Irina, there's just this sense of sadness. Uh, there's this sense of loss, a sense of not accomplishing something that was very important to you, like a failure, a feeling of failure. But only when you're far away from Irina. In the same room, that feeling isn't there. And actually, there's this kind of comfort. There, there's a feeling of, of a sense of belonging. But it doesn't cause you to like reach out to her and said, unless you think Xeros would do that. Like, the ring doesn't make you do that. But maybe Xeros does. Like, there's this kind I mean, of that's like, the thing. subconscious. I, I think Xeros would reach out for Zeki. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Is if the ring super, like, got in the way of that at all. But yeah, I would. It does, it's, I think, reach it's out. Not like the one ring. And, yeah, and then uh, I guess realize where I am. And for a second, there is like fear in his eyes. Like his eyes are wide open, and he's like a little bit agape and kind of like not looking like he normally does at all. Where he's just got this sort of glare on his face all the time. And I guess once mm-hmm. like, he realizes where he is, he'll then sort of lean back and just be annoyed that he was the target of. I guess what he considers to be one of Strahd's games. Um, sure. And almost just like pretend it didn't even happen. Just be like, mm, okay. okay. <laughs> I think um, the two people that notice that, the, the the people that notice the fear, everybody sees you go to your, your angry, you know, this is a, a, Xeros is almost very always angry, it seems. Like he has a very stern look. So that doesn't surprise anybody. But I think Shadow and Jesper, based on your passive insights, the two of you see that flicker of intense fear. There's this this fear in Xeros's eyes that is very quickly masked or covered up by anger. Um, but the two of you would pick up on the fear based on your passive insights, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're all now awake. Um, you have a day ahead of you. So I hand it over to you. Uh, friends, sorry. Uh... <laughs> I only just got some sleep at the end. I assume you all struggled with uh, the environment. But we should make way uh, to Valaki as soon as possible. Uh, daytime. And I say that with, <laughs> you know, the most hesitation ever. It's not even safe. So the wagon is the safest place. Let's get going, right? It looks clear outside at the moment. But yes, we should... We should make a start on the journey. All right. Uh, I'll get the horses ready. Uh, feel free to meet me by the wagon. First come, first serve for seats. And I'll just head out towards the Nelly and Furtado. In the little <laughs> zhuzh. Your, 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 your draft okay. horses that pull your wagon are, are you know accounted for. Looks like Ismark brought them to the sides of the the. Uh, windmill and tied their harnesses to like a, 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 a rotten wooden stake that's been put in the ground like it looks like it was maybe a fence once but it's long since dilapidated but he's kind of like loosely tied the harnesses um, the wagon itself has been pulled in just to the side off the road itself and, and kind of uh, kept hidden behind the windmill um, nice. Ismail just looks over and he's just like I hope you don't mind Jesper but I, I thought that whilst you were exploring it yesterday I should move it over uh, ah, my negligence. Uh, thank you so much for looking after them. Uh, I didn't it's think. That's right. okay. Uh, no are problem. you doing you well? I think so. I'll be safer once we're inside Valaki's walls. Um, 
they have guards and, and walls and lots of houses. Um, and from what I hear, Strahd has avoided the place. Uh, the, sorry, he says the devil has uh, the devil has avoided the place. Uh, I feel you know much what, safer uh, when we're there. Is Mark? I like your optimism, and uh, it fuels me. I appreciate that. What does worry me, though, is why Strahd himself would avoid such a place. Can it be worse? I don't think so. No, I think that is just full of people. But, I mean, even even the devil has his limitations, yes. But he, he still can't enter places where he's not invited. And enough enough men, enough people, or not enough men and women with good swords and good arms... I mean, he cannot fight an army by himself. He's still just one man, a very powerful uh, un- creature he is, but even even the devil must fear something. And there's a holy man. There's there's a, a church in Valaki. The, the morning lord still has some power in these lands, diminished as it may be. I hope so. I hope so. I look forward to its walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Irina doing uh, okay? Yeah, she's fine. And as you say that, um, Irina comes up behind Zeke. Um, and you can see Irina is looking at your kind of sketchbook as you're sketching Zeke. And she just leans over and seems to just be watching you. It's quite... It's very good. It's it's lovely artwork that you've done. Um, oh, thank you. It's uh, it's It's been a struggle to try and channel some energy that's keeping me going with this. Um... But I'm trying my best. Um, as long as I'm you drawing, must... then Lyra is with me, and I can keep doing as she she taught me. Who who is this Lyra? Uh, is is that a god from where you are from? She is. She's a she's the joy bringer, as she's known. Um, <laughs> she she's the patron of 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 joy, I suppose. She brings happiness to everyone. She ensures that everybody is. Well, I guess as long as people are celebrating the joys of life, then that keeps her happy. So I try and do what I can every day. She sounds wonderful. She sounds wonderful. I wish, I only wish that we had such a goddess here in Barovia. It will be good to have somebody like you around to try and spread joy. It's not, it's something that we have not enough of here. Uh, And until perhaps we are rid of things, but... I'm glad. And like I said, your artwork is, is quite lovely. If you ever have any time, I realize that all the photos and pe- the pic- the paintings of Ismark and myself, they were all in the house. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I, I could give you some money or-, or something like that, but it would be quite nice to have something of my brother and I. Uh, just to Well, there's no need to pay. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to do it for you. It would, it would, be, it would be brilliant. It would be so much fun. Of course, Thank you're you. more than happy to. She kind of puts a hand on your shoulder um, and helps you up. Um, you don't see this, Zeke, but as you close the sketchbook where you've been drawing this Vistani camp, this scene of the nighttime, perhaps only the, the spirits that watch your adventures see this, but as you close the book, without you even realizing you had drawn it in the back looming out of the shadows of Madame Ava's tent. A figure with red eyes just staring. Oh. As the book closes. <laughs> um, oh. Ruin the joy. <laughs> Not oh, even man. your drawings are safe. 
<laughs> Zeke, Zeke, oh, Zeke does that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, you are all led outside. Um, where, what's the order? Who's traveling with who? You've got the two riding horses and then the wagon. Uh, who wants to go where? Mm. I'll I take the reins today, is Mark. So I'll be on the riding seat. Yeah. So on the wagon, you've got a seat next to Jesper. So the front of the wagon, you can have two people sat. Um, the back of the wagon, the previous canvas covering has been kind of shredded by a lot of the bats. Um, it will still protect you from like most things like rain and stuff like that, but it's got a few holes and patches in it now. Um, and there's enough seats for like four people in the back of the wagon. Um, and then, yeah, you've got the two horses as well. But where do folks want to be? Not that it's going to be important. I could take one of the horses. Yeah. Separate so you want to just wagon. do what you had before. So like Rose and Shadow on a horse, Ismark and Irina on a horse, and then the two dragon siblings with Jesper in the wagon. Do you just want to do that? I'll go where Rose goes. Yep. All right. I'll go where Zeke goes. I'm seeing lots of nodders. Um, that's, in that case, that is what happens. You set off from the, uh, the, the, the broken mill uh, that you had been resting in. And you begin to ravens? travel the roads. When you look outside, when you step outside and you look up, there are no ravens present. Mm. The road turns north as it turns into a faint dirt track that weaves, curves in on itself like a winding snake trapped around the forest's edge. The path winds its way along these ancient woods and for several hours it is just you and the road a faint dismal grey rain begins to fall a soft pitter patter of the raindrops hitting against wood and your armour and the soaking the smell of wet horse hide uh, fills your noses as you continue this dull journey Eventually, the road turns to the west and begins making its way down an old uh, semi-cobblestoned trail through a thick set of woodland. Um, The trees on either side, like before, are these gnarled, twisted branches, and they seem ancient and thick. Uh, Very few paths or trails linger here. Occasionally, you see the sign, the odd sign of lumber, where trees have been cut down and odd red bloodstains stain the grass around the stumps. It is not long as you travel down this road that a sound echoes, and it is a sound that one person in the group in particular knows all too well, because it is the howling of wolves (laughs) as a large larger than you have seen before wolf comes charging out of the scrubland as fast as the swiftest horse and attacks let us roll initiative oh it just it just jumps us it it jumps you as if as if anticipating you to be here uh oh wow these rolls (laughs) coming in thick and fast uh, Zeke, oh your initiative. <laughs> oh, God. That is a five in total. Five total. Jesus. Jesper. Nine. 
Nine total. Shadow Beyond the Veil. Nine. Nine total. Okay. Rose. Nine. <laughs> Nine. 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 Zero. Uh, four. Oh my god. And and Irina completes the set with a six. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, oh God. boy. Okay. Amazing. Um, <clears throat> right. I have to do a lot of rolls by myself because so many of the NPCs are going first. In fact, all of the monsters and horses Brilliant. go before any of you guys. So uh, bear with horses, me. Horses, guys. Uh, Slower than yeah, horses. Bear, bear <laughs> with me. Um, the direwolf comes charging and setting its eyes upon the kind of more thickly built and slower paced draft horses, Nelly and Furtado, will pounce onto Nelly, uh, trying Aww. to bite, sink its giant jaws into her flesh, uh, which it does so. Um, it bites down deep um, and tries to drag Nelly to the ground as it does so. Uh, she will need to make a strength saving throw. This is where Mark just does a ton of rolling by himself. So the wolf latches on to the, the one of the wagon's horses and tries to bear it to the ground, but the horse, its immense strength, keeps itself upright. But you can see it's now the fear in its eyes, its nostrils flaring, its breath comes out like steam um, as the wolf has latched on and ca caved, uh, carved a huge chunk out of its flesh on the neck. Um, and it just kind of barrels down on towards it. Uh, Nelly herself will try and kind of stomp towards the wolf with her hooves. Uh, Wouldn't it be great if the horses make... just took the wolf down uh, and we're maybe. just sitting yeah. there like... Sadly, the, the, the hooves come smashing down towards the ground, but the wolf nimbly kind of throws itself backwards. Um, the other horse, Furtado, fortunately, because it is lashed to the wagon by the reins, cannot get onto that side to help and is just rearing up the horses both kind of nearly coming to a full stop um in their panic as they as they uh, reach for the air um the horses that you're currently riding on rose and uh, shadow um will just keep running um so all of this is you're all still moving at the time it's not going to take any offensive actions because it will need to turn around uh to be able to get within striking distance of the wolf itself uh, Ismark on the other horse uh, will turn back. He'll kind of like look back and just go like, "Ah, dire wolves! We won't be able to outrun them. We need to try and we need to try and slay them." Uh, and he'll begin pulling his sword free and he'll begin turning his horse around, um, which is just in time to see another horse come barreling out of the undergrowth on the other side as it rushes towards the wagon horses as well. Um, and in fact, actually, I can move you guys to here. Horse or the wolf? Oh, horse map. Horse map. Um, is that another wolf that comes out or another horse that comes out? No, it's a uh, another wolf comes out. Uh, oh, they look like uh, this is a very crudely. This is a very crudely drawn map. Uh, bear with me. Um, That's cool. I also. Represents character. Yeah, right, you guys should be able to move all of your tokens if you can't. Let me know. Um, uh, yeah. So the other wolf comes barreling out the other side, and rather than trying to go for uh, 
the Furtado, the horse on the other side, it comes around the front of the wagon and will try and strike Nelly as well, almost acting together in a pack formation. Uh, the two wolves uh, leap upon their their desired prey uh, in one swell, one fell swoop, and again it sinks its teeth in, and poor Nelly is born to the ground um, oh, as she. Oh, what? <laughs> Sorry, what? Nelly what, dead? Oh, my Nelly! Yes. Whoa! Ah. Is is as wow. a beast does. I'm not going to give beasts. I'm not going to give horses death saving throws. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> spare uh, the dying. Tell, yeah, I might let you spare the dying. I might let you. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, the the two wolves, both wolves, come barreling out of the uh, the undergrowth in a charged run. They leap onto the horse and just sink their teeth into her neck and drag her to the ground. Uh, Trot, can you make a dexterity saving throw for me, please? Uh, did it do it? Do another one. Six. Oh, that's yeah, a nat one. Six. Nat that was one. a natural one. In a, you see this beloved horse go down, and in your mind, you know that you need to try and cut her harness before her tipping over takes the whole wagon to jackknifes the whole wagon, but. St- whether it's the shock of seeing this beloved animal die, whether it's all the stress and pressure of the previous 24 hours, you just don't reach it quickly enough. The whole wagon jackknifes. Um, Zeros, Ziki, and Jesper, you all end up prone on the side of the road as the wagon oh, is thrown wow. to the side. Oh, um, shit. Rose. <laughs> no, you don't take damage, but you are prone. So you're just kind of like thrown out. Um, as the wagon well, going really well. springs on its axle. Yeah. I'm um, going You can to... continue running if you'd like. Um. <laughs> no, I'm going to um, turn the horse and shoot one of the wolves. You cannot use your Please. bow whilst you are guiding the horse because you'll need two Even hands if I'm, to guide. Even if I keep it still? If I stop the horse? Uh, if you want to wanna, wanna stop the horse, make an animal handling check just to see me how like how much control you have over the animal to bring it to a full stop uh, in the presence of predators. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I believe. Hang on, love. Can do. 17. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's enough. Yeah, you kind of... Um, you guide the horse around. You keep her calm long enough with pressure of your thighs to stay in position and not run away. You let go of the reins, pull out your bow, and yeah, you can take aim. Go for it. I will bonus action... Slayer's Prey. That's the one. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm flipping between yeah, the two. Which one um, do you want to slay as Prey? Do you want to slay as Prey um, the, the, one the, that the just first took one? Down Nelly. Okay, so the second one to act. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. you forget Nelly's name. Uh, 14 to hit. 14 will still hit. Yeah, 14 still yes. hits the wolf. Thank goodness for that. Um, da, 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 da. Five damage with the bow, and then another one. With Slayer's Prey. Wow. Rolling like trash today. You are rolling. You are all rolling like trash. The arrow comes flying Ugh. out. It embeds into the, the dire wolf's thick hide. Um, it turns around and with blood-soaked jaws staining its white fur, it just 
as it turns its eyes uh, towards you, Archer. Uh, as it does so, Shadow Beyond the Veil. You are on the same horse. I will turn it around for um, you on the map while you take your go. Can I cast a spell and then a cantrip as a, as a bonus action? I've mm. never been a pure spell caster before, so I can't remember the rules. Um, so, because that's right, because Spare the Dying is a bonus action for you, isn't it? As for me, So the yeah. way it normally works is if you cast a regular spell as a bonus action, you can only cast a cantrip with your action. So yes, you can cast a regular spell and then cantrip bonus action, because that's not covered by the rules. So okay. I'll say yes. Um, in which case, can I cast Guiding Bolt at level one um, on um, the uh, wolfie that Rose just shot? Yes, we'll call that um, Wolf B. Wolf B, Wolf Bernard. Where is my fucking dice? I just had you up. There we go. So it's um, a ranged spell attack, 21 to hit. That will definitely hit, yes. Sure, and then it's... <laughs> the, uh, the streaks of uh, purple scaraby light. Uh, golden. Um, and then it's Sorry, 16 golden. points of radiant damage. Um, Send it sprawling, I... but does not finish it off. Um, you can see okay. these kind of burn scorch marks of energy um, in its hide, and it does seem to kind of like whip its head round in in the frightened aspect of a of a beast, but is not dead. And then, can I cast um, spare the dying on Nelly? So, because of my grave cleric um, ability, I can cast it at a range of thirty feet. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you a question, Kim. Do go. you think your mistress? And you know who your mistress is. Do you really think she is going to give a shit about this horse? I think seeing the despair on Jesper's face. And so, in your prayer, is that is that what you're channeling? You're like, you know that this will despair Jesper, and you want to save him that that pain. I would probably channel the the feeling and the the fact that we are in such dangerous lands and it is clear that these animals are crucial to us getting to where we need to go and the longer we're on the road the more dangerous it is um and also you can't what poor jesper's been through no that's fine you cast your spell um and you feel a chill kind of run through your body as you channel the dark energy of uh, this of of not only your magic, but you can feel that this land. There's a strange magic here is definitely influenced by this realm as well. And as the energy of the the spell hits the horse, where it touches, you see its hide turns black, uh, as if it was a black colored horse, but it's it's a chestnut brown. And you see it kind of spread this dark black patch but the wounds do seem to stem their bleeding and it is stabilized. Um, you can see, yeah. Thanks, babe. Yes, but. <laughs> uh, how aware am I of what the hell Shadow just did to my horse? No, you have um, no idea. You have it looks no idea. like you just fired some blank shit on my horse. I, right. I would say in Jesper's condition, <laughs> no. You saw Shadow blast the wolf, and it was hit by this golden rays of light. And then you saw her cast a spell, and the wound stopped bleeding. Okay, but you don't know the extent of like, yeah, the anything else. Uh, I think in a fit of rage and despair, shouting, oh. "No, Nelly, no!" I'll run over and just slam into the wolf with my rapier and dagger. 
So is this the one directly in front of you, basically? The first one that attacked you? Uh, Whichever one is, yeah, closest to you. It's Wolf B, you get advantage. It is not. It's A. A. I'll I'll be hitting A. Uh, Somebody else gets that advantage. I will name them. 23 to hit. Alpha. Seven yeah, hit. Seven points. 24 Easy. for the dagger. Six piercing. Six piercing. So both blows come striking in. The direwolf's hide is thick. Um, the rapier barely, with all your strength, you kind of have to plunge it through into its into its paw. Um, then the dagger cuts along part of its tendon across its chest. Um, but the, the its fur is matted. It's covered in sort of like a dark mud and, and filth. Um, and the blade cuts, but you can still see the creature is well within its fighting condition um, as you do so. Um, anything else, Jesper? I don't believe I can do anything else, but... Uh... Bardic Inspiration, is that a bonus? Uh, I believe it is. Bardic Inspiration is indeed a bonus action. Yeah. In which case, I will look to Zeke and say, I need you. I need your joy right now. Please, assist us. Uh, And give you some Bardic Inspiration. So it's a D6 to something. Uh, I think you you can use it on... Attack rolls, uh, saving throws, or ability checks, and you can add that extra right. d6. And it lasts like ten minutes, so you don't have to use it right away. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay, um, Irina will see what's going on, and she will turn around and do her best to uh, assist in the fight as well. Um, she doesn't have a ranged weapon, uh, so she will hold. She'll basically hold her action for Ismark taking her close enough that she can strike, but she kind of pulls out a rapier and is, is aiming it down uh, on the side of the horse as, as she waits for Ismark to kind of kick the horse into into uh, its position. Ziki. Hello. Um, Hello. So, um, with sorcery points, I can twin spell. Can I yeah. cast Maximilian's Earthen Grasp and twin spell it? So, the thing with twin spell is you look at the original spell, if the original spell yeah. can hit is is one creature as the target, you can twin it. Because yeah. it's basically twinning is adding another target. If it affects a yeah. radius or an area, you can't twin it. Um, it says unoccupied space on the ground that you can see within range. Okay, so it does... So, so you couldn't twin that. Okay. Because if, if you placed it in a certain point, you might be able to hit both of them. So what's the what's the range yeah. of the the Maximilian's Earth and Grass? Like, what's it say? Like one it's a, it's creatures within a five feet. foot There's radius. Creatures within a five foot so radius could, of it, yeah. Yeah. So you could place that. I'll I'll freehand draw it. If you put it sort of uh, here, you can hit both wolves. Okay. Then yeah, I would like yeah, to do that, please. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So what what do I need to do? Is this a saving throw on my part? So I need or? to make a strength save. Uh, strength okay. save of twelve. Okay, and do you have um, do you have any other meta magics like that you want to use with it, so like, things like maximize or anything like that? I've got twin spell and I've got subtle spell. Okay, so yeah, subtle spell is not really as relevant here. Um, no. Okay, so strength saving throws. What DC am I trying to beat? It's a twelve. Twelve, right? So that is an eight for Direwolf mm. A, and that is a oh yeah, eighteen for Direwolf B. So A fails, B Good. succeeds. Okay, so Wolf A needs to 
take 2d6 of bludgeoning damage and is restrained uh, oh, for okay. the spell's duration. So 2d6, okay. blah, blah. So that's 7 damage total. 7 damage to A? And then... To A, yeah. Yep. And then is it just and half, think... or does the B take nothing? B takes nothing. And then okay. uh, Wolf A has to make a strength save again to, to get be out of the restraint. Okay. Yeah. What does this look like when Ziki casts it? I imagine it says here the component is like a miniature hand sculpted from clay. So I imagine mm-hmm. she has like one of those reference hands that like, artists use. And mm-hmm. she just like, um, she bends the fingers into a fist and then uses that as like a draw to bring this hand out of the earth. And you just see it kind of reach up. Uh, it grabs the first direwolf and crushes its front leg um, and you just watch as like all the stone and mud kind of cripples around it um, and it's holding onto the leg as well it's literally got the leg in its grip and you can see the wolf is trying to pull itself free as it does so do you want to move or any bonus action Ziki? you'll have 15 foot of movement you should need to stand up I think I'll stay where I am actually okay do you want to stand I'm assuming you stand up though yeah I'll stand up yeah yeah okay Xeros you are up uh, well, with 15 feet of movement, I can get—I can't get to any of the wolves, so, so I have oh, to stand up first. So I can get mm-hmm. there, and then I yep. will just ready an action if anything comes close. Actually, you know what? I'm going to throw wanna, a... You could dash. I'm throw a hand axe. Okay, yeah, you could pull a hand axe out and... Yeah, how, how does that work, throwing it? Um, do I just use a regular <laughs> roll? Making or... an attack. It's, just, it's an attack. You make an attack with it. Exactly. Whatever your attack okay, bonus cool. is. Yeah, it's just an attack bonus with whatever it says. So there you go. Uh, uh, 13. 13 is not enough. The wolf... Um, oh, are you attacking? Which one are you attacking? Because rest- yeah. both of them you have advantage against. So oh, roll again. Uh, it doesn't matter which one, because if you attack A or B, you have advantage. One's restrained. One's restrained, one's, one's guiding bolt. Yeah. 18. Lit up like a Christmas tree. All right. Um, which which one? No, A or guess. B? Uh... I'll go for B because that's like the untouched one right now, isn't it? Or like the one that the melee's. No, no, not they've on. both been injured. They've both been injured. Um, I'll still go for B anyway. All right. Um, so the one, the guiding light of Shadow's spell, um, helps pull the hand axe to it as you kind of throw it over uh, Nelly's body, um, and the axe digs into its neck and just stays there as the wolf is like thrashing around, um, desperate to try and make uh, its escape, perhaps. Uh, end of your that. turn. That's my turn. Okay. Uh, Wolf A will... I think it'd be quite enraged. It will attack Jesper. I don't think that these things are necessarily going to... Uh, even when restrained. You guys don't have any fire out, so they're not scared. So Jesper, that is a 24 to hit you. Yeah. Yeah, I might do it. Uh, you take... Jesus, Max fucking... Perfect damage. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you. Man, my rolls. Uh, they're just they're always there when I need them. 15 points of piercing damage as this wolf bites hard onto your arm and shoulder. Hump. Crunch. Um uh and then yeah, that's its action, so it can't it can't get away, it can't move. Um it kind of just attacks you with these blood red, like bloodshot eyes in this kind of bestial fury. Um, uh, Furtado will basically spend its its movement to try and right itself um, and then it just tries pulling away from the wagon in a panic um, 
Let me roll a strength chest. But it doesn't quite manage to get free. It's kind of half trapped, under, uh, connected to Fata- uh, Nelly's body, and it just can't break free of the, the restraints, uh, the, the things around it. Uh, Ismark, on his turn, will basically ride his horse alongside um, the restrained wolf, and him and Irina will both take slashes at it as the horse kind of goes running past. Um, so Ismark will make an attack with his longsword, which will hit, uh, doing seven points of damage. And then Irina will do the same thing. God, too many NPCs, Mark Humes. Uh, Irina's attack... Oh, she has advantage. I should have checked for that. Doesn't matter. Even with the restraining, Irina just... Um, the movement of the horse throws her aim off and her rapier goes wide, um, unable to completely connect in the attack itself. The second direwolf... Um, fearing uh, its companion um, will hmm they're pretty selfish they do work as a pack though but it's also quite injured I think the other one is going to be no I think well (laughs) one of them can't run away but this one does the second direwolf basically sprints off into the thick woodland uh, leaving behind um, the other wolf seemingly to die um, wow. as it vanishes uh, into the thick brushland Rose Ziki has I'm this guessing, other wolf still restrained I'm guessing I can't see the one that just ran into the thick trees you you can Shot. it's heavily obscured so I you'll have disadvantage against it okay now I'll I will take a shot at the one on the ground with the okay. advantage since it's restrained. It is. Uh, you don't get your Slayer's Prey against this one though, because that was the one that just ran off. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That's a, wow. that's not a hit. No, even restrained. Uh, the horse bucks at the wrong moment and the arrow just thuds into a tree nearby um, as it takes the, the wrong opportunity to kind of panic and freak out a little bit. Throwing I protest off. against digital dice forevermore. <laughs> I... It's <laughs> I can't... Anything else? Anything else you want to do on your turn? Weep slightly. Okay. No. Right. You weep. Shadow. Is Kim gone? She looks like she's gone. That's a phrase. She is, yeah. She's just yeah. really chilling out. Yeah. <laughs> she says, uh, sacred flame, wolf A. Okay. All right. I'll make a save. It fails. Uh, deck fact, save 13. It restrains. It, uh, it restrains. It automatically fails. Deck saves. Okay, so uh, whatever a sacred flame damage I think you can still is, roll. We just don't see her on VMix. <laughs> it's uh, 14d6, if roll. I recall rightly. I don't believe it's Tom Hazel. <laughs> I don't know if it's. I think it's Kim's having some internet issues today. Um, so uh, I will. I will roll a d8. Five. Yeah, I did it for five. Kim. Takes five points. Um, Jasper, you are in front of a heavily injured, restrained wolf. I know you're trying to fix Kim at the minute. Uh, I will follow through with my earlier threat. Sure. Uh, say leave the damn horses alone and while it has been still restrained I assume by the the gripping earth didn't try and uh, break free plunge with my two bonus actions that I used last time (laughs) I realised I didn't attack 
a dagger, and then a bardic inspiration. But anyway, oh, you did. All right. Well, just Zeke uh, doesn't have the bardic inspiration then, just because she never used it, so you just you didn't spend it. Okay, cool. I'll just do my one two attack. Uh, sure. Rape your first. That's a nineteen to chat. hit with a oh, that's ten. It. You piercing. don't need to roll anymore. You don't need to roll anymore. It's dead. Uh, the the rape yes was rapier pierces Yay! through its skull, um, and the whole creature just goes slack and drops. Uh, it's just it's kind of matted, dirty fur, kind of falling apart, um, and just one eyeball pops out uh, from okay. its skull. I kind of want my hand axe back. How far away is Wolf B? <laughs> sure. Uh, well, we'll let we'll let Trop finish that off. Uh, Zeki, yeah, it's it's about fifty foot into the the scrub into the woods. Um, Okay. I actually know it could have dashed. It's a hundred foot into the woods, so it's heavily obscured, oh. and it's a hundred feet uh, into the woods with your hand. No axe like, for you, sticking. buddy. I do have another one. Ziki, <laughs> anything you want to do? Um, just before Tom's go. Let me see. Um, so, do I notice that he's about to try and scurry off into the woods? <laughs> I think he's, you can see your brother looking like. <laughs> He's like looking in the direction <laughs> of the wolf that ran away. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm like running in place. <laughs> you can see my legs spinning. I'm about it's to fall. Like, <laughs> like, no, like Sonic is speeding up. Your <laughs> I could um, <laughs> stay right. here. Well, it's Zeros' turn. Um, if Ziki doesn't want to do anything, it's 100 feet away. I could try and. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I can throw it 60 feet. I'm thinking maybe I, I use another hand axe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and god. Maybe, maybe I'll get the, the second first one. Really? Back. It's kind of like a sunk cost fallacy thing, right? <laughs> okay. Can I? No, I won't. It's a, it's a massive waste of resources. I'm not going to do it. Because I'd have to okay. run. So you're just going to let it action go. Action dash. And then use a uh, action surge to then throw another hand axe, hoping that it would kill it, just so I can get one hand axe back. That's just not worth it. I won't. I won't go for it. It's gone. Okay. Okay. It's gone. You just let it go. Um, yeah. By by the time it gets to you, Rose, it's another hundred feet, and it's now out of sight. It's two hundred feet. Damn it! These woods. It's gone. I have a range of one hundred fifty feet. Damn it! Uh, you can shoot. You have, um, I think you can go even longer than that, but you just have disadvantage. You can shoot three hundred. You can Slayer's prey. You. It's. It's more that you can't see it. It's the 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 woods are so thick that you just can't see it to aim at it. Um, what about Slayer's prey? But Slayer's. I don't know. Does Slayer's prey let you like? It's not like Hunter's Mark. It's not the same thing. No, it's uh, you can't really track it. It just does extra damage to it. It's just extra not damage. the same. So. Fire in um, the air will roll a d thousand. You never know. You, if you want to just try and like take a blind shot into woods in the can I just do that? Because <laughs> I feel like Rose would because she hates wolves. Well, you. I feel like she. <laughs> Well, you could also, you're on a horse. You could take your horse like 50 foot or like 100 feet into the woods. You I could don't chase want to go after into it. the woods. You and Shadow. I don't trust oh, wow. the woods. How much do you hate wolves? Um, Not that much, but enough to at least make, take a pot shot at it. Take a shot. Make a make a shot with disadvantage. Let's see okay. if the... Let's just It'll see. be trash anyway, so don't worry. It's looking that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's trash. What's the total? 15! All right, 15. I will now roll a D100. 
I will give you a... This is such a ridiculous shot. It's going to be like a 5% chance to hit. So we'll say... What are we looking nine, for? 95, 95 to 100. <laughs> no. <laughs> you hear... You the arrow. But I rolled a 15 to hit it. With you did, but the problem is... is that would have been a hit. That would have been a hit if you weren't basically going... Mm. It's also heavily obscured. I, just I think aiming, heavily obscured is plus five. But if I move the not, horse into where it went down... Right, but the trees are so thick that it's not just... It's not like a path that you're looking down the path. This is just wild trees. You can't see it. it, it I'm literally letting you attack a, a creature where you have, you have no idea where it is in a big wide view, and it's just like, let's see. I like to think... <laughs> That it at least grazed it. Okay? You can think wherever you like. Oh, yeah. You don't see where the arrow lands. <laughs> In Rose's as far mind, as you're concerned, it's dead. she did a great job. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Cool. Done we are, we, are, well we are still trying to get Kim in. Um, Kim, Kim is having some issues. Um, which is so weird because on Sunday, it's fine. It's just every Thursday. Um, yeah. So weird. Okay, but the horse you, is you, stabilized, right? It is how how it's... well trained in medicine is Xeros? Or do you how do you think that Xeros would be able to tell? I mean, is it breathing? <laughs> you you yeah, you go over and like you check. There is a very shallow breathing. This this horse is unconscious and incredibly wounded. Um, okay. Because there is a, f- I feel like Xeros would do something if the horse was dead. Um, but I'm gonna like turn to. Thing is, I turn, I turn to Shadow now and ask about healing, but Shadow's not around. Uh, so is anyone else doing anything? Well, uh, I mean, I think uh, Rose was we still need to, probably um... looking at the, the the forest in an angry way. And just generally um, is quite pissed off just now because wolves. So she's probably yeah. not really thinking about the horse at the moment. Trot, do we need whack. to like take the stream down and then restart it for Kim to rejoin? I don't think that's going to help, to be honest. No. Uh, I'm doing loads of things in the back end uh, to fix it. Yeah. But feel free to carry on. I think on it's. If you want? I yeah, okay. We'll just carry on. We'll try, like try and carry on. Kim's internet or I, it's an individual so problem. It's to be. All right. I mean, worst case scenario, if we can just get her back on voice, like, I don't know if you can patch her in through, like, Discord or something like that as a worst case option, that might be something. Um, <laughs> his brain, he's like... <laughs> um, I'll do something. All right, yeah, well, yeah, for, how, the, how for the time being, let's say yeah. that Shadow is attending to the horse but not using any spell slots, just kind of, like, looking at it to try and, like, sort out the wounds and, you know, bandage it up and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. You have a dead direwolf corpse. Uh, Ismark and Irina, um, you know, are on their horse. Um, Ismark is kind of looking around. You can see him kind of scouting around, keeping his eyes on the sides. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? Rose is scowling in the direction of the wolf. Um, can Zeki move? Um to to like to the side of the wagon where the wolf went off into the woods and just keep an mm-hmm. eye out in that area. Sure, yeah, yeah. Make a um perception check for me, Ziki. Doki. Check my perception. 
That is a 17 total. 17. Yeah, you, you focus on the tree line and keeping an eye out. You can see that the woods themselves are very, very old. Uh, there is a, a sense of age here, and the trees gently sway in the wind delicately. Rustling leaves. You get the sense that you are being watched. You have that, that sense that something someone is watching you but you don't see anything you don't see any other wolves you don't see any other beasts you maybe see a few birds up in the trees um, in the distance maybe a couple of um, crows uh, or something like that but yeah no no wolves no no immediate threat okay I just uh, while it's all in the background uh, Jesper mm-hmm. is inconsolably uh upset at the fact that he's lost Nelly and he's kind of crawling towards that. That will be his actions for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think like Shadow is Shadow is also okay, in that case, Shadow is not only tending to the wounds, but is trying to reassure Jesper that she, the whole, that she is alive, that, that that she can be saved. Yeah, I, blah, I, blah, I consider blah, this like is, a is taking care of Jesper. point for Jesper. It's kind of like the last thing he had was his wagon and his horses, so <laughs> I feel like that's... Yeah. Oh, oh, trust sorry, me, Jesper, you've, you've got plenty more I can take from you. So, oh, um, thanks, Mark. That's oh, <laughs> right. Um, so what's Zeros doing, then? Uh, we, you know, what's, what's Zeros up to? I think if I know the horse is alive, then how is the wagon looking? Because I mean, we tipped in that thing, and we need that. Yeah, well, that's an interesting one. Make mm. a intelligence check. Just make a straight up... Oh, Intelligence? Nope. <laughs> uh, let's see... 17 plus zero. Hell yeah. Smart. Smart yeah. zeros. So there's some good news and some bad news. Um, oh, no. The, news, the main thing, the good, do you, which one do you want first? Good news or bad news? I'll take the bad news first. I'm that kind of dragon. Bad boss. news. Um, one of the wheels, as it tipped over, has got a pretty bad crack um, all down like one of the main wheels. It's if you go, if you ride the wagon hard, like if this thing goes at like a horse's sprint, that wheel's probably gonna break. Um, okay. And it's kind of like multiple fractures, um, m- multiple parts of it are broken. Um, the good news is the axle and the main kind of function of the wagon itself is fine. The the wagon can travel, but you're gonna need a skilled, you know, carpenter, or it's, you're gonna need a, a, a new wheel basically on this wagon. Um, to go at any sort of speed. You can travel a a, a slow trot, um, but any sort of, like, fast movement is going to be dangerous or risky with the wheel. Is it still faster than walking? I guess it's more relaxing, right? Like, we don't have to... That's the thing, is this whole journey, you've not been going at a sprint this whole journey. You've been kind of going at a slow, gentle pace, because otherwise the horses would get too tired, right? Horses can't run for five hours, horses can sprint for a short period of time very 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 fast and then they're very tired um okay. so it's you it's not going to slow you down it's just that if you have to have another um like with the bats if you have another pursuit before you get this fixed yeah they're getting kind of common those things these roads they're not good um okay yeah Is i guess it... i'll yeah be looking at okay. the wheel. 
Shall we, um, I think that after scowling at the woods general direction, um, Rose would turn her attention towards the wagon. Is it still tipped over? Uh, it is currently, yeah. Yeah, it's not being yeah. righted yet. Like, you can see Zeros, like, analyzing the wheels and stuff. Yeah, I think I will, um, can I see if there's any, or think if there's a way for us to maybe fix it a little bit? Like, if we can patch it enough to at least... Do you have any training, do you have any training in carpentry? Are you trained or proficient in any carpentry skills, or...? No. Then you yeah, do not have the knowledge nor nor the equipment to do so. What was that, Xeros? I got Smith's tools, but that's metal work and stuff like that, right? Like that could help, but yeah, you, you're going to need a carpenter, really. Um, there's actually yeah, probably okay. an actual term for somebody who makes wagon wheels, but I can't think of it. Um, but yeah, a carpenter would be better suited. Now, as a smith, you might be able to reinforce it at a later date if you have access to like a proper smithy. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a struggle here on the road. Um, okay. It's so no, unless you have magic that can mend, um, this is not fixable now. No. Um, I think in that case, uh, she will probably just suggest to Zerus that they, they try their best to get it back the right way around <laughs> and mm-hmm. probably see if, if anyone else can help. Um, yeah, and I think um, Shadow from the sounds... I'm receiving a message from the afterlife that uh, Shadow <laughs> is going to heal the horse, uh, so I can roll that um, for Kim. Uh, oh, good! Like a whopping five hit points, I believe. Uh, um, oh, back you to the roll horse. Bad when you roll for us. It's <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. It's funny, isn't it? Amazing rolls as monsters, much. terrible rolls as NPCs. Um, Every time every time so yeah um so Zeros and rose i'm not gonna make you do a roll for this because you're not under any sort of like threat you can just write the wagon it's sweaty you get covered in a bit of mud um and it's it, it's kind of tiring sweaty work um because you have to unhitch nelly while she's being healed like one of you has to keep the other horse calm whilst Zeros is kind of probably doing a lot of their more heavy lifting whilst rose is kind of maneuvering um the horses themselves and kind of pulling them etc <laughs> alright thanks okay. Kim Kim's uh, apparently cussing oh no there you go she she did it for oh, one more point there you go um, I would can heal nearly one extra- oh, oh we can yeah okay you just can't see you are low frame rate but you are there you are extremely I'm just low, low frame, frame rate definitely- I'm shrouded in shadow I don't know what's going on yeah. like there's it's nothing wrong RP seemingly my end it's, so just it's a weird thing because Sundays works perfectly fine I just yep. don't know why on Thursdays it might just be a it might just be a portal issue or <laughs> yeah. I don't know who knows I'm just in shadow anyway anyway the point is the horse is healed the wagon is righted if yes damaged um, Jesper is still very inconsolable but you see life return to the horse you hear the kind of deep kind of kind of breath um, as it blearily comes to as shadows pours drive healing energy into it um, thank you thank you shadow you don't know what this yeah. means to me it's fine I could see you were in distress 
just yes. took me some time to warm up the magic touch. More stress than you know. <laughs> uh, I feel very stressed right now, yes. This whole situation has created a lot of stress between us, I believe. Either way, yes. I also feel for the animals. They're all under his control. As much as I don't want to put my sword through the heart of a dire wolf, they can't be attacking our horses. It's our only escape. <sighs> they are they are his servants, Jasper. Yeah. It's a sad thing, but the more dead wolves, the less dead Barovians. It's True. They're merciless. They're not all under his control. Some of them are just driven to murder and kill and hunt. They are. So let's let's be glad that it was not something worse than just dire wolves. True. True. I guess we have to see the silver lining in something. But look at my wagon. Does it even work? Well, it, it will, but I don't know. We're, we're probably going to have to buy a new wheel for it. Xeros had a good look at it. Anything you think you can do? Unfortunately, I cannot heal wagons. Uh, um, I'm not a carpenter or any sort of engineer. I was given this wagon by by the Vistanis to travel to your world to fetch you. There could be someone in Valaki who can fix it, but... Uh... Maybe they might know other Vistani who might have a spare or something like that? Something that can replace it? Maybe. We're not too far now. Uh, less than an hour away from the town. Uh, Maybe on three wheels we can limp it there. Yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that it's on three wheels. The other, the fourth, the broken wheel will still work. It's just... Any intense pressure or speed is going to put this under stress. Um, and the less weight on the wagon will be a massive help as well. Um, and you're not going particularly Everybody faster out. than travel pace. Yeah, you no can basically, if the, two, yeah, if the two Dragonborn siblings are willing to walk, it will help immensely. Yeah. Um, hmm. You'll just obviously be less. There's no, no more escaping any last minute chases if anything comes after you um the road winds through this narrow section of forest and then it meanders into a valley watched over by dark brooding mountains to the north and south the woods begin to recede revealing a sullen mountain berg surrounded by a wooden palisade thick fog presses up against the wall as though looking for a way inside hoping to catch the town slumber. The dirt road ends at a sturdy iron gate with a pair of shadowy figures standing behind them. Uh, the gate is, is wrought from thick, crisp iron, and you can see that tiny symbols of a rising sun have been engraved onto each of the bars. Uh, the two figures, as you draw closer, appear to be a man and a woman, a Barovian man and woman, each armed with a long pike uh, that can fit between the gaps of the bards. Uh, and they look out. They they look look down from the high walls uh, towards you. Um, they just they just watch you as you begin to approach the gates. Sorry, I um, thought they were looming statues, not people. <laughs> no, no, these are actual. 
two living, um, seemingly um, healthy-looking Barovian guards. They they wear a, a, a simple set of chainmail with a kind of like tin uh, rounded helm uh, with uh, basic leathers, uh, thick boots, thick gloves, and these long pikes that look like they could jab down from on top of the walls if they wanted to. Hail! Hail. What business do you have in Valaki, travelers? Uh, we seek safe passage and to uh, take rest. You'll find here. safety here. You'll find safety in Valaki. It's you didn't travel through the night, did you? No. Uh, but the day has been bad enough on us, as you can tell, with the wagon. Oh, what happened? Wolves? Dire wolves. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, by the night they've been a menace around the woods lately. Oh, come in. Uh, you should find it safe here for the time being. Um, just don't cause any trouble. Or uh, the Burgomaster, she'll uh, she'll take care of you. Her and her little soldiers. So no trouble, oh. do you hear? No trouble from us. We'll keep all the trouble outside these walls. Where are you coming from, Barovia? The village? Yes. Hmm. And then, for the first time, the guard who's been sort of talking to, to Jesper and looking at Irina and Ismark, two Barovians who are uh, at the front of him, and Rose, who's human, who looks like a hunter or a traveler, perhaps with a slightly strange hair color. But then the, the female guard nudges him and is like, hey, look. And she points to the two dragon men and the walking cat. Uh, like, by what fiends are you bringing in? What are these creatures? God, creatures. They, they are people. Not people I've seen look many like this, covered in scales. And these are definitely not fiends. You have nothing to be concerned about with these people. Oh, what? He, like, he looks stunned. He just looks completely flabbergasted that these things can exist. Um, she kind of looks and is like, I don't know about this. We've never. Uh, they, that one looks like some sort of shapeshifter, and she points in Shadow's direction. And these lizards that, that walk, dragons that walk, on, like men and women. Uh, perhaps we should, perhaps we should let talk to the Burgomaster before they, we let them in. Hold on, hold on, friends. Yeah. How about we let them talk for themselves? Please introduce yourself. They can talk. <laughs> and they, they're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, it's nothing to worry about. I'm Zeke. I'm just oh. an artist. I just draw. Hello. A dragon that speaks. They kind of look down oh, at you. This is my brother Xeros. They... As soon as they see Xeros, the guards, like, all the fear in their eyes is exemplified as they see a huge, hulking, muscly dragon with three swords on his back. They're like, oh! <laughs> three swords and only one hand axe now. Um, <laughs> I'm not even gonna like Zeke introduced me, <laughs> right? So you just don't say anything. You're just like, mm. she did the work for me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can see that they're still a little bit anxious. Zeke, if you want, you can make a persuasion check for me if you'd like. Okie dokie. Let's, let's see how there disarming your. Oh, perfect. And then persuasion. Um, it's plus four, so it's eight in total. Eight in total. Okay. Don't seem to make a huge impression. They still seem to be as uncertain as before. 
Um, Shadow, would you, would you just say something? Can I, just oh, I assume this is like a hand up. Waver, oh, yeah, just waving my waving. paw. Hello. Uh, uh, my name I'm not is, sure uh, about this. What I I don't even let the cat speak. I I my name is Shadow Beyond the Veil. Shadow. Hail, greetings. As you can tell, I'm, they are I'm... very adept at looking after themselves, and they have helped us survive our journey here. Without them, we would not be here. Us. Barovians of Vistani, friends of Valaki. Not all Vistani are friends here, at least uh, you weren't always. The new Burgomaster is uh, more lenient, but you must understand, friend, this is a safe haven. We've kept the beasts and yeah, even darker things. I can, uh, uh, things that are darker from entering our halls. I, I just think that we should... The Burgomaster should know about this. She'll be able to make a decision. Uh, I don't think that... Uh, just just wait there. Uh, and you see the guard beginning to make his way down from the wall. Alright. But if we get attacked by direwolves when you're gone, that's on you. <laughs> the woman just kind of looks awkwardly. Is like, I-, I guess so. I'll try and fight them if they come, but maybe just move closer to the gates. A little, but not too close. Stay Wonderful. there. <laughs> Stay there, but come what closer. What a fantastically warm welcome. Uh, I'm sorry, but you have to understand yeah. that this is... We're protecting our people. There are things out there in the mists. Things that can take the shape of people. Things that walk on two legs. We've never seen anything like their kind before. And they point at the, the dragonborn and at Shadow like... It's just we can't... We just need to be sure. That's all. It's just uh, precautions to keep everyone safe. And if you get welcomed, then you'll be safe too. She kind of looks awkwardly and shuffles on her feet. Um, She seems to hold herself quite nervously, like she's not really trained uh, to be a guard very much. Um, She doesn't seem to have like any formal military training. She's just been slapped into some armor. Um, It takes probably about 10-15 minutes um, before... Through the iron bars, you see something of a very odd sight. You see a very well-dressed, elderly-looking woman. She's not ancient, but she's definitely perhaps on the better part of 50. Um, wearing very fine gowns, um, very well-dressed. Um, beside her is a very large, like almost as broad as Xeros, with as, as, musc- as arms as muscular as Xeros's are. Um, but he has a very long shoulder cape that covers his entire right side. Um, very handsome, darkly so, um, thick brown hair, um, is kind of whole, like, kind of walking beside her, like, uh, her arm in his arm. And the two of them are making their way to the gate, and they are surrounded by what I can only describe as clockwork soldiers. Um, they walk in this kind of stiff manner. Uh, they appear to be made out of things like bronze and iron. Um, they have all sorts of whirling gears and cogs. Um, and they clutch weapons in their hands um, and shields as they kind of awkwardly move beside them. Um, the guard that ran off earlier is also with them, as are um, a couple of other individuals, very well dressed, who appear to be uh, some sort of entourage or people that are helping 
uh, the the humans. Um, as they arrive, uh, the woman looks through the bars and has a kind of a very soft smile. You can see that her face has been weathered by age a little bit, but she still retains some of that noble grace that elder women have. She was played by a famous actress. Imagine a Helen Mirren. Uh, kind of like you know still looking extremely well for her age Um, and she kind of looks through and is just like well what do we have here some very strange visitors to Vilaki you were right to come and fetch me Boris Uh, but I will take it from here so she looks around my name is Burgomaster Fiona Wachter I am the Burgomaster here Uh, what brings you to my town strange travellers uh, you are in the company of a Vistani, and she points towards Jesper. So my gut tells me that you are not from Barovia, clearly. You have traveled from another world. Yes? Not quite true, I'm afraid. Yes, some have traveled oh. from another world, but the two here, Ismark and Irina, they are from Barovia. Yes... I remember you, boy, and she points at Ismark. I met with your father a long time ago when you were no more than a boy. This one, I don't remember the girl, but you, yes. I remember that handsome little face, that blonde hair. Yes, yes, I remember you. But the others, they are not from Barovia, and she points towards Zeros and Ziki. So what do you say for yourselves, uh, dragon, dragon folk? We just want somewhere to rest and gather our strength. We're we're we're, ah. we're on your side. We're not <laughs> we're not here to cause trouble. We just we just need to place music. Music to my ears, my dear. Of course, of course. Valakia is a safe haven for anyone who comes here. You can rest assured that there is uh, well, there is no need to fear the monsters beyond our walls. Not once you are here. Come, come, Boris. Open the gates. Let us let us welcome them in. This is this is the way of Valaki now. I know that before the previous burgomaster was, well, shall we say, a little bit more uh, suspicious of travelers. But that is not uh, this is that is not new Valaki. New Valaki. We welcome friends into our home. Do not mind my my clockwork soldiers. They are uh, my my way of keeping Valaki safe. Uh, uh, not as corruptible as uh, guards are, but uh, they keep the place calm and secure. Uh, very good protection against some of the evils of the mists. Um, the gate is pulled up by a heavy chain, as you can see a, a series of pulleys. The gate slowly begins lifting. Um, and yeah, you just, the, the Lady Fiona kind of steps back um, and gestures for you to all follow. She points at the very large, uh, tall, broad, muscular man. Um, he looks significantly younger than she is. He must be in his late 20s. Um, he looks kind of around a similar age to Ismark and Irina. Ah, my husband. Yeah. And she kind of gestures to uh, to him. Uh, Nikolai. Uh, and he smiles, but the eyes are just so dead. The smile is there, and it's this kind of twisted sneer. Mm. Welcome. Mm. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for such I a know. gracious welcome. <laughs> oh, of course. As I mentioned, uh, Valaki is a safe haven and a place for you to ease your mind, heal your body, and cleanse your soul. 
She smiles. So, I'm afraid that uh, our the previous tavern of the town is um, well, it's no longer open. Uh, but I have set up something temporary in one of the uh, one of the abandoned houses near the village square. If you require food or wine, we have it in in uh, droves uh, for a price, of course. Uh, but come, come, I will leave you to it, Boris. Uh, attend back to your duties. Come, come, Nikolai. I fancy a walk. Perhaps we should go to the church. Yes, dear. And she begins making her way off in the clockwork soldiers. So creepy. Okay. Follow after her. <laughs> Ismark looks very concerned. What do you make of that? She was not the burgomaster the last time I was here. It's been years since I was here last, but the last burgomaster was uh, Valakovic. Uh, not a bit of a, an eccentric man. He was convinced that Valaki would be safe if he kept the people's morale high with these ridiculous festivals, but uh, Lady Fiona was just a, a wealthy woman. She just was a wealthy woman here before her. Uh, I'm guessing he died, and she's taken over. Uh, it seems safe and calm. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all different. Just, just <laughs> taking everything that shot new, and I'm like, get rid of it. Just throw it out. Just change it. I love it. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. Uh... What do you guys want to do? Um, so Valaki is a very large town. I'm going to show you guys a map. Um, I need to just scroll over a little bit. Uh, is it about as big oh, as? Barovia. Oh. No, it's much, much larger. Much, much larger. Oh. Um, it's okay. completely surrounded wow, by a wooden palisade wall. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind that this is still a rural development, so it's not like a city. Um, it's still a town. There are streets, there are buildings of all shapes and sizes um, with all sorts of different things, uh, buildings that you can see. Um, but it is still a rural town for the most part. Um, it's, it's still... You know, compared to Baldur's Gate and Waterdeep, this is still a country town in the in the sticks to you guys. Um, but it's larger. And yeah, there is a feeling of safety here. Um, as you just begin to make your way from the gate down the street, you can see families. Um, you see women and children and, and men walking about. Um, you can see a few shops selling things like produce. Um it seems people are living a fairly normal life here. Um, yeah. Except that one... Yes. Immediately trust John. none of them. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is okay here. Well, I mean, Zeros, you look, he looked alive. The, the Nikolai, the Lady Fiona's husband, he was alive. He definitely was flesh and blood. It wasn't like he was like a Frankenstein or anything like that. Like, he had pink skin he had you know he moved with grace he didn't have the awkward clumsiness of any undead you've seen he just had this dead stare like just like a really it, haunted cold emotionless stare he had like, was it like the soulless <laughs> no no he didn't have any stitches around his skull and no he didn't look like the soulless the soulless had like a sadness to them if anything i would say yeah shadow you've got a pretty high insight he looked like a, a stone cold killer. This is like you've seen the look yeah. on like the look of like people in Baldur's Gate, like 
you know, professional killers, like that kind of look, you know, like he looked like he, he was a scary fella. Mm. Um, and yeah, he had this long coat, like long, um, half cloak that covered like most of the, the right side of his body. Um, but he looked as strong as Xeros. He was incredibly broad and muscular. Um, we can't judge the owner. Very young. Clearly still able to get it. So yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She get, she get it. That's going to be me when I'm 50. So, you know, no judging. (laughs) Sorry, Ted. That is a cat, Um, but she's a cougar. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she is, any cake shops plan? around? Anyone eating cake? Is anyone eating cake here? <laughs> yeah. No cake. Uh, never, you, never any cake. At, at the very initial part of the town, uh, at the gate, you do not see any cake Good. being consumed. No bakery. I felt like um, Edna Moore when I said that. No cake. No cakes. No cake. <laughs> no cake. No cakes. Um, yeah, there's no kids. Yeah, there's there's not many kids, but there's kids. You see one or two. Um, a lot of the people here that you see as you're making your way down the town, it mainly seems to be yeah, all like mature adults. You don't see a lot of children, but there's definitely some. Um, but yeah, it's, it's lots of kind of like varying ages from younger to older older couples and and adults, um, elderly folks seemingly going about their business. Some chopping firewood um, outside their homes. Some appear to be airing out, you know, clothing and blankets and things like that. Can I ask, what's the what's the sky like here? Because if this is a Strahd untouched land, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently. Yep. Is it, like, part in clouds or is it just still the same dreary... Same dreary, yeah. Same, and this is all over Barovia. Like you, you look up to the sky, and as you were traveling, it showed no sign of changing. Overcast, no gaps in the clouds. It's just constantly overcast, thick gray clouds. There's that dim, hazy sunlight of an overcast gray day, but it shows no sign of changing. I play D and D to escape the real world. Yeah, this is just England. <laughs> we're in England, Sunny. boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame, isn't it? Um, I just want to feel the sun. You, as you are passing down the road, um, just making your way down the main street of Valaki, you do see to one side, you see what appears to be a large stockyard um, with several, like, locked, like, several sheds, like, wooden sheds, um, at, in the inside of which you can see a dilapidated, um, well, not dilapidated, but you can see an abandoned... Uh, carnival wagon so much larger than Jesper's a fully kind of like contained room like a fully wooden little house effectively um it looks abandoned you can see that it's had some signs of wear and tear it looks like it's been rained on um there's a few things kind of lingering around it some uh what appears to be like some sort of like cage that's been opened and just left empty um uh, but yeah that's you see that on your way um, you travel, you travel further down the road, and yeah, you see uh, various different buildings. But it, it all looks fairly normal, you know. It all looks pretty, pretty standard. We mm. should probably get the wagon tended to. Yes, and I was Nelly, just thinking that. 
Nelly could use some additional healing. I'm not entirely convinced I was incredibly successful during my stressful period. Oh, uh, I'll uh, hop off. I guess we're already off the wagon. I'm riding yeah. it, maybe? I'm the only one riding it? Yeah, I think you'd be riding it, yeah, just to guide the horses. I'll cure wounds, Nelly. Okay, sure. Easy. Whoa, Nelly. Easy, girl. <laughs> How long have oh. you been waiting to say that? How long? Has it been? So long. Look so at long. his, look oh, at his yeah. face. Uh, oh, do I need to roll for it? Well, Don't just roll your we'll, we'll, D8 we'll, plus, we'll, your, we'll, plus your mod. It's the same normal healing. Normal healing rules apply. The horses. Oh, nice. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, two, four. Plus two, four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you see some more of the wounds. It's still pretty bad. She's going to have scars along her hide um, around her neck from these bite marks. But yeah, they, they, the kind of main damage is, is healed, um, leaving just these thin lines uh, and scars. Nelly um, needs as some, you continue uh, making rest. your way. Yeah. Well, my so my question then is, where are you going? Where are you going to get this rest for Nelly? Like, you, how are you going to find uh, somebody to fix the wagon? Uh, you seem to be coming up on a town square, uh, which is a large part of the center of Valaki itself. Um, there are people around. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to check out the square? Do you want to go and find a shop like a carpenter? Do you want to try and find somewhere to rest, like an inn or a tavern? Or um... Let's find somewhere to rest for now. They'll have a stable, hopefully. My only concern is the Burgomaster mentioned that the establishment that we are trying to arrive at is no longer here. That's a little She concerning. said it was closed, which is strange. Yes, I, the Blue Water Inn, I, I went to it the last time I was here. It was good people, people I, I trusted. That I wouldn't concerning. mind checking it out. I wouldn't mind going to see what's become of it. Um... Should we head in that so direction? does that mean that both Ismark does not recognize the new burgomaster, who is very different from he, the sounds of it, he, and also we're I, I hearing that, her, but, but we're also hearing that, that there have been time. some changes around here in terms of That's the tavern. It seems like I mean, we should be on our guard. Oh yes, I mean you saw those clockwork men. I, I've never that's I've never seen anything like that before. Uh, no, who's yes, making uh, those? I wonder. I seem to clever. remember my my father mentioned that there was a toy maker here in in Blackie, but I mean those weren't toys; they were incredible. Oh. They were machines that could walk and and carry weapons. But I, I think I used to have a little wind up monkey uh, from a man here. What, what is Mark? It it used to say something. On the tag, what was it? I it was something like, "Is no Blinksy, is no fun." Uh, a toy maker called Blinksy or something like that. Um, here. Honestly, I uh, I find the windmill and the ghost children more comforting and welcoming than what I'm learning about Velaki and who I meet here, Blinksy. Honestly. <sighs> I mean, anyone that uh, anyone that can make toys in a place like this shadow, they have at least well some goodness in them. Most people. Why am I getting? It is a waste of resources. Why am I you getting? Say this bang bang child catcher. Who make cake. <laughs> getting like 
Chitty Chitty Bang Bang voice. Child Catcher, Toy no, Maker. Kind yeah, of. No, no, but this, this place is giving kids. me like the, the weird child catcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Toys are banned kind of. <laughs> no, it's very creepy. Not likey. I've already had cake ruined for me. Toys are probably next. We should go well. see the toy maker. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we should find this inn. Uh, yes, yes. Why it is closed and look for a suitable alternative if we can't use its facilities. That sounds wise. Um, but I think Irina looks to Zeke like, well, perhaps, perhaps maybe once we're settled, Zeke, I think a toy maker, perhaps that's something. Uh, I think that that would fit with what you were talking to me about earlier. If your joy bringer is anywhere, a toy maker seems like it would be a place to start. Yeah, that's true. I'd like to go have a look. See what kind of work that they're doing. Nice. <laughs> All right. Can, um, I, can I just whisper Can I whisper to Rose at the back of the group and just nudge her and be yeah. like, I bet you the toys are made out of children's fingers. Honestly? Okay, yeah, wow. that could be very uh, possible. <laughs> No, that's that's some, that's some good uh, that's some good cake making fingers. You know, they're not going to waste those around here. <laughs> Every part of the child goes into our bait, yeah. into our pastry. Nothing, nothing uh, wasted. It's a radioactive the They're at least cursed to to make children. I don't know. Walk single file into a bakery to then be ground into dust and made into cakes. Maybe. Yep, definitely Maybe. bad things. Could be. Well, side. you guys. Travel along the road, um, you head to the other side of the square. When you pass through the square, by the way, um, it seems mostly empty, but there is a large, uh, there's a large fountain in the center of it um, uh, with a statue of a man that you all recognize because it is a mm. statue of Strahd. Um, just be- that looks like it's been here forever. It just looks ancient. Most of the features are worn down, but the cut of the coat, the the demeanor of which it's presented, it's unmistakably Strahd. Um, but there are also wooden signs that have been kind of propped up, like little kind of poster board signs that have been put up everywhere. Um, uh, and it, it, they basically just say the same thing, which is... Uh, uh, I'm not going to find it now. But they, they say something along the lines of um, wine and food to any uh, to any and all. Uh, Burgomaster Fiona Wachter encourages you to live the best life you can. Uh, enjoy these days for what little we have. We share all with any who would any who would share with us their blessings. Um, the church, Church of the Ruby Rod, each evening, sundown. Interesting. And you just pass that, so you, you make your way through the, the town um, until you come to uh, an inn. A... You can see that the inn is a large, would have once been a prosperous looking building, uh, several floors tall, plenty of room inside, but the windows are boarded shut. Um, There doesn't appear to be any sign of life. The windows, um, all of the windows, yeah, have been filled with wooden boards. um, And yeah, it does, it seems to be kind of shut up and abandoned. There is a raven sat at the very top of the building looking down um, and watching you all as you approach. It seems to have something silvery in its beak 
um, as it's just kind of cocking its head, hopping around on its feet, looking towards you. Look, it's back. I swear they're oh. mocking me. Is that the same one? Make a perception check. Uh, can we all do it, or just uh, Rosie? I think I think Rose and Shadow would. I don't know if anybody yeah. else is particularly interested in a bird. Uh-huh. I just feel very persecuted by these birds right now. 23. <laughs> okay, it's just 11. like... Ah, 11. Um, oh, I haven't rolled Rose, double digits yet. Rose, you're looking at it and you're just like, is it? I can't tell. It's too far away. Shadow, you notice two things. First of all, this is not the same raven. Um, it uh, It has one... You can see that one of its toes is missing from its foot, like your super keen vision. You can see it's kind of got one of its feet is is missing a tone. Um, In its mouth, it's holding a little key, like a little brass key, like a door, like a front door key, like a little kind of brass key. And it's looking, it's like watching you. Um, Mm. Well, it's not the same as our windmill friend, but it does have a little trinket, some... Key. Maybe if I can. If only ravens weren't my natural enemy. Core. Core. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hops. It bobs up and down. You see, it does. It does that thing where it, it kind of leans its neck in and, and bobs up and down. Does anyone uh, have anything shiny? Lure it. Trade. Ziki. As you step close to this inn mm-hmm. as you move next to the inn itself for the first time since you have arrived here there is a genuine sense of relief and safety emanating from within this building this is not just the comfort of a welcome hearth there is that there is a sense of joy here but it's not born from a comfort of hearth but almost the the safety of a great church or a temple, a kind of holy reverence that protects and enshrouds those within it. And it's something inside this inn is projecting that on this building. You can feel a sense of comfort here. Shadow, you don't... that You can sense that there is... You can sense there is something divine about this place... But to you, it would not have the same feeling as a comfort. But you do get the sense of of a temple or a blessing or a church. You you get this sense of safety. But for you, as the as a dark cloak, this is for this is not for your people. This is perhaps for people like Zeki and Zeros and Jesper. This is mm. this is a place to come and revere, to come and offer reverence to another god, a god of light, not to your Joyful. mistress, your mistress. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm still just well, trying to attract this raven. I'm just trying to attract okay, the raven. So Shadow's trying to do that. Jesper, Rose, Zeros, what are you guys doing? Zeki as well. Um, can I hold up my silver bracelet and try and use that to draw the raven in? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you kind of, like, dangle it down. Uh, the raven looks for a moment. And it flies and it lands on your arm. Um, and it looks at you. You will see now it's got, like, a little key in its mouth. It kind of tilts its head at you and then it kind of like scrambles around on your hand to get you to kind of turn your arm over and then it pecks at your your hand until you open it. 
and it drops the key in it, and then it just stays on your arm. Ah! Uh, uh. <laughs> Do you, I have. I feel I have, like it's um, trying to uh, tell us something. It makes that soft clicking noise that birds do as it kind of like nuzzles its beak up against your hand. Ah! Okay, well I've got I've got the key now. Can I try and like just give it a little little noggin stroke, just a little? little it looks at you for a moment. It looks at Zeke. It looks back at you, and then it kind of lifts its chin up, and you scratch it in its feathers. Don't stroke it, filthy thing. Ah, my hackles are ah. up. Ah. Ah. It just caws at Shadow's direction. Doesn't Ugh. seem to like Shadow. Kind of Shadow's like genuinely quite <laughs> agitated and like. Hmm. This is probably the, the most animated you've seen her. Sorry, what's that, Tom? I try the door to this place. I'm just guessing it's locked. Locked. <laughs> it is locked. Oh. Um. Yeah. It's locked. Uh, Ismark looks towards Zekius like, that's quite a blessing, you know. It's uh, Ravens are supposed to be good luck here in Barovia. Having one come to you like that, that's very rare. Don't listen oh, to the cats. That's... <laughs> that's no comforting to know. Thank you. Um... <laughs> does, the, does the key that, that it dropped, is it quite small or is it like, does it look like it would fit in the inn? It looks like it will fit the front door. Do you want to try it, Ziki? I I guess I guess is the natural direction of things. I suppose we'll give it a go. Um, can I give I'll off. give the Raven my bracelet in return and see if he wants that, and then I'll try the key in the door to say thank you. Do you take the bracelet off and hold it up to the the little bird? It yeah. takes it and it flies away. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're never getting that back. And then, uh, yeah, if you if Ziki opens the door, the the key fits perfectly, and with a click, you can open the door. Okay. Filthy. Yes. Yes, I'll go in. I'll just make my way in. Okay. Ziki opens the door, yeah. and as you do, you step inside. You feel this relief. You feel like protection wash over you as you step inside. The inn inside is full of cobwebs and dust. Looks like it's been abandoned for weeks now. Um, the, the tables are all stacked. The chairs turned upside down on them. Um, care has been taken. The things like the bottles behind the bar are still there, um, but a lot of it looks like it's otherwise been abandoned. But your attention is immediately drawn as the sound of you entering seems to alert somebody um, who is kind of stood in the corner of the room. Two figures, in fact, both standing. One is a disheveled-looking man in robes. Um, He has a a great big unkempt beard and scraggy-looking hair. He looks a little thin and malnourished, um, but you can see dark circles under his eyes. He holds uh, a kind of crude-looking mace in his two hands. Um, and a ho- sorry, in one hand, and a holy symbol of a sun in the other, and he turns immediately to the door. He's like, "No, back, back, you fiends! I will not have the devil here. Be gone by the power of Saint Andrew!" And then the figure behind him, which rises up, kind of almost in defense of this figure, is a skeleton. It is a skeleton that moves on its own, 
But unlike any skeleton you've seen before, its bones each have all been intricately carved with holy symbols, and it radiates light and warmth and goodness. And the bones just hold up a hand. Only allies of the light. And that's where we're going to end today's episode. Bone bros! Oh, bros. Jack Skellington, hey, bud. That's so, me. Trot, that is absolutely a throwback to uh, a certain someone we know. Um, a whole character. <laughs> a whole character that, uh, when Holy Trot shit. ran this for me, uh, did a thing with those bones <laughs> that inspired uh, an idea. Um, so if you're watching, cool. Barry's not watching, but I'll, you know, I will let Barry know that his legacy lives on. Um, That's his character. When we played this. <laughs> Well, it wasn't his character. It was what he ended up. Uh, yeah, he ended coming, up coming doing. to the possession of said bones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, right. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. um, the robed figure uh, appears to be brandishing some sort of holy symbol and has a big glowy skelly boy with him. Um, sure. Very cool. Normal. What do you guys think? I know we had we'll some tech it. issues. Did you oh, enjoy I'm really that? Sorry, guys. I had no That's idea what that was. Not your fault. Yeah, can't, can't be helped. helped. Can't be helped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apart from that. What'd you think? What'd you think of Valaki? Obviously, I hate it. Suspicious oh, like the <laughs> cursed. It's cursed. So We're going to die here. It's blast. It's like trying to uh, ride a Mario Kart level that you've played your whole <laughs> life, but it's the mirror version. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this. wait, this shortcut's completely different. It's uh, like, I've... What? <laughs> yeah. I love it. But I like it. One I of like my favorite it. things is seeing your reactions to the stuff I change. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things. Because I know what you know about certain things, and I'm like, oh, well, let's see what he thinks when I do this. Uh, and then you change, and then, yeah, seeing stuff. It's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, Tom, what do you think of your spooky spooky dream? Oh, man. I mean, fuck Strahd. Just <laughs> get out of my head. <laughs> like, How do you know it's Strahd? How do you know? <laughs> because, because it's just a strati thing to do. Put a big face in the sky. <laughs> make it look like you can see your own body. Like, get out of town. <laughs> get out of town, Buster Brown. <laughs> just get a new come thing. On and fight us. Do you, uh, is that what you want? Tom? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Looks like that's he what Tom wants. speak through the enough. group. Like, a note, no. Tom wants to fight Strad. And <laughs> we just, you think you're strong enough. Come on, if you think you're strong enough, Rihanna. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's going to be a Perfect. And we will see you again on Thursday. We love you. Take care. Stay safe. Um, and we'll see Wash you next Thursday for more Curtis Strad. Wash your damn hands, nasties. And then we'll be back, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after for Aroes. That'll be the next Aroes because we're going to take a break. All right. Thank you for thank watching. We will see you next time. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.